Now we're ready to look at the next commandment and legitimate and illegitimate desires which arise from covetousness. Matthew 5, 27 and 28 in the message. You know the next commandment pretty well too. Don't go to bed with another's spouse, but don't think you've preserved your virtue simply by staying out of bed. Your heart can be corrupted by lust even quicker than your body. Those leering looks you think nobody notices, they also corrupt. This could be called an illegitimate desire. It's got legs on and it's chasing what it thinks it needs right now. Desire, when it takes hold in the wrong direction, moves from being a legitimate need to an illegitimate desire for that which is not rightfully ours, and it causes trouble. Big trouble. We can apply this right across life. Coveting, it's called. Thou shalt not do that, take that, have that. Covet. And it's closely associated with lust. I'm sure you have no problem at all with your neighbour's ox, but his car or his house or even his job or his wife or his holidays might be something else again. We want something that belongs to someone else, whatever that is. In this case, it's someone else's wife or husband. All advertising, you know, is designed to get you coveting, desiring, and it till it becomes a must-have. You cannot rest until you possess it. Mine. The aim of all ads is to inflame your desire for something in order to possess it, to get you lusting after something, nicely back to the fall and its result. Desire is what prompted Eve's exploration of the fruit. Satan awakened her desire to have that which God had prohibited. Her eating the fruit, followed by her husband doing the same, marked mankind's change of drive from dependence on God to getting his needs met in the way he thought best. I'll have it, and I'll have it now. Forget delayed gratification. His drive changed to seeking possession, position, and power. Now we seek to acquire what we desire, to possess and control it, without any regard to God's advice on the matter. Remember who's behind this, and how unlearning this way of living is the whole of our journey. As long as we are ruled by our uncontrolled desires, we cannot walk in the freedom of God, in the freedom of the kingdom. Understand, beloved of God, you're surrounded by a satanic strategy conceived in the Garden of Eden that sexualizes everything from buying cars to clothes and cosmetics. It's a seduction strategy that seeks to bring you into, at the very least, sexual immorality and impurity. It seeks to besmirch and defile you and ultimately it will kill you. It seeks to cause you to desire that which is not yours and sometimes that which you cannot afford for the single purpose of accusing you before the Father and breaking that now restored relationship. Call that one of yours. Ha! See what they're doing? The accuser of the brethren. You were aware of this, of course, that Satan seeks always to find something with which to accuse you and malign God in the process. When we give in to temptation in the sexual area, looking at another man's wife or another wife's husband, Satan is behind the allurement. Lust begins with the eye. When she saw that it was good to eat. But the choice is always yours. God gave you legs as well. They're attached to your feet, you know. You can run away from the source of the temptation. Consider Joseph and Potiphar's wife. He ran. Enough for today, I think.